This broadcast is sponsored by Summit Bible College. Welcome to the Summit Show. We just had such a great show last week. I'm with Dustin Adams, and actually, I have a friend here. She's acting like she's shy. She's an actress, so I don't know if she's acting like she's shy. Her name's Ashley Nation, and I'm like super just really like into her. She's awesome. I love Such her. an amazing name. <laughs> Ashley Nation. That just sounds like it would be a show. I know. Reality show. So welcome to <laughs> welcome to Ashley Nation show. Um, but this is a summit show. We are um, bringing some knowledge today. We're focusing on biblical worldview, and we're excited. Dustin Adams is going to take over. What? Am I talking loud? Yeah. Okay. I need to calm down. So they're telling me I need to calm down. I drink coffee, and it's like 9 p.m. in Bakersfield right now. We're pre-recording this, and I drink coffee. So pray for me to get some sleep tonight Pray for us who are with her <laughs> <coughs> okay well hey uh look up summit biblecollege.com if you're interested and dustin what is going on you have some things on your mind well we were talking on the previous show about a number of things and it was piggybacking off the given that this is the summit bible college show it was piggybacking off the class that just ended a Tuesday or two ago, the Christian worldview class that I was blessed to be able to teach. And my my passion <clears throat> when it comes to talking about this is, you can call it apologetics or you can call it um, philosophy or whatever, but just as people just talking to each other about life, how is it that we can talk about Christianity in a way that's relatable and real. And I don't mean it in that seeker-sensitive kind of way. How can we be more relatable or relational? I, I mean just how can we be just human beings without being trying to be something that we're not, trying to be weird or having to adopt a whole new slang, jargon, terminology. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, sometimes that you were talking in the previous show about social media and people might be intimidated thinking, well, I guess I have to hop in on this whole culture war thing and share this or share that. When in in point of fact, no one has to do anything like that. A lot of people don't know what's going on. And sometimes it can be counterproductive to be alienating. You see what I'm saying? 100%. Why go the extra mile to automatically cut off dialogue with someone by saying, calling people libtards. I see that used a lot. All these libtards. And I think, well, okay, yeah, that's going to open their minds. Right. So I think we have to find ways to embrace the faith and the Christian worldview, but be authentic people. And again, I hate using that term because it's a buzzword, authentic. I just mean just be a Christian and without trying to be something else, Mm -hmm. without trying to have some certain affect or something. And that is winsome. When you meet someone who is genuine, maybe that's a better term, someone who is genuine and they're a believer and there's just something about them, even though they can be broken, they can be dealing with all kinds of loss or sin or whatever it is but when people are serious about God even in the midst of all their brokenness and sinfulness 
that is something that speaks to God. Because we were saying last show, you, you were pointing out, Caitlin, that one of the things in the Christian worldview class was to talk about, well, what is real? Well, sin is real. Brokenness is real. And when we are honest and we are real, then we're, we're able to point to God. But when we want to have a certain... Platform. Yeah, platform, following, <laughs> likes and hearts or whatever you get on social media, retweets and all these terms. I'm not even sure sometimes what they mean. Subs and uh, yeah, not to mention all the millennial talk. I don't even know what a lot of this stuff means. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ashley can fill us in. She's young. <laughs> no cap. And I don't know what else is there. But this, you know, this way of talking, it's kind of to me, it reminds me of the inauthentic thing is the 50-year-old pastor or youth pastor who's got ripped skinny jeans and he's trying to be cool and that's it's weird looking and it's not what people need they need they need to be led and instead the focus ends up being on the person mm-hmm. that's what i think is ugly yeah is when it's focus on me look at me not I'm an icon of who God is. I think that it's also creating a division too, because the people that are in close proximity with those who are influencers on social media, right? They know if that person's bluffing or not, you know, like we all know the people that are, you know, we each have our own relationships in our life and we know people that have platforms and we know people that have a following. And sometimes we can have tension in our hearts because we see the people that are so prominent or focused on influencing, so to speak, who are not living, like you said, the word authentic. I mean, honestly, it is such a overplayed word, but it's true. Like it creates a sense of just like rest, like just it causes us to wrestle with like what is real in people like i think for me i am just recognizing i feel like i'm being purged from social media right now it's i'm not on it and i haven't been on it for several weeks and it feels so good like it feels amazing but i don't feel like i have anything to prove dustin it feels awesome because you know what i have you in the studio with me tonight i have my engineer greg and i have ashley and i have relationships with all of you and that's this moment that we're sharing together right now is a real moment because we are talking about Christ. We're growing in our faith. We just spent two months together being taught by you, Dustin, in, in areas that are just so critical to the Christian walk. That's real. How I'm going to live that out is real. Let That's me ask reality. you something, yeah. Caitlin. Yeah. What about the class, one particular night, teaching, whatever? What, in terms of the content, is there something that has that stuck out to you more than than something else that you're like, wait, that one really got me thinking. Is there anything like that 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 one of the things that we were going over? Because we went over kind of systematically the life issues from creation and creation ordinances to what is a human being, what are male and female, to ethic, ethics issues, bioethics, and then talking about uh, how we approach things like the arts and literature and music. I wish I could have done more with that because that's a, definitely a passion of mine. But is uh, there anything that that stood out to you that that you would like to that you were thinking, oh man, I'd like to talk about this more. Yeah, maybe Ashley has something too, but as she's thinking, because she came to a couple of weeks about something, maybe she has something to say. Um, 
I think one of the things that stuck out to me the most is how you talked about the fact that we can't have a society that doesn't have a coherent worldview. Like, there has to be um, a reality that everybody is rooted in. Like, a simple reality. That doesn't mean that everybody has to walk the same faith, you know, think the same way, process the same in the same manner, but there are things that are just absolutes and there needs to be coherency. And I feel like right now our culture is so twisted. Even things very basic without people thinking through this on a philosophical level, most people don't, but things that are so basic like marriage and that if you're going to have children, you should be married. If that's not part of, of the culture in terms of, no, this is the norm. This is how it's supposed to be. And when you're not living this way, there's a problem. There should be not exactly societal blowback against people, but there should be accountability. There should be a sense of, yeah, this is not the way it's supposed to be. When you have a society that says it really doesn't matter when you have children, meaning whether it's, in marriage or not or what is a family anyway what is a human being when you start to dig at all those things it goes beyond just fragmentation it it's it's scary and part of it is i think every every era might say something like this but i really think it's true with us we're in uncharted territory we don't know what this looks like long term but it's scary to question the very meaning, the essence of human identity? What what other culture has ever done that? We've never heard of them, so if they did, obviously they didn't last. It's so fundamental. Even things as ancient as the yin-yang in uh, Eastern religions, this idea of the balance of male and female or feminine and masculine, it's so fundamental to our identity. And to erase that? What does that look like long term? So, yeah, you can't not only can you not have a society, you can't have coherence at all. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Mm. Ashley, do you have anything that you want to add or anything that you want to say about, you know, your experience in coming as an observer? You're not a student of the Bible College, but I pulled you in. Uh, you, you can get up close if you do. No. <laughs> Maybe she'll speak, guys. She has a voice. I'm telling you this, girl. Maybe you'll speak. Just come up to the mic if you ever want to say anything. Um so you had talked about something within that same line of thought about they're compelling us to deny reality, Dustin. Yes. In fact, I saw today a video of, and I've never been a fan of Piers Morgan, but it's weird when things get so far left that people who were left start to look right. This is weird. But Piers Morgan has his own show over in the UK. It's not even, I don't think it's a show in the US anymore. And he had on a guest who's known for conservative thought and they were talking about uh, I think they were talking about Ellen Page I think I can't remember who they were talking about and one of the guests kept saying they they and because they were referring to whoever it was let's just say it was Ellen Page as as a he or she and this one of the guests was saying no the person likes to be called they and Piers Morgan said I don't care what the person likes to be called. That person's not a plural. It's one person. 
So I'm going with he or she or whatever it was. And that's the thing is that people are, are trying to compel us to use certain speech when it completely contradicts reality. I can't imagine taking my dog to the vet and telling the vet, hey, treat my cat. My cat's sick. And just <laughs> just demanding, I don't care what you think. This is what I think. My cat is sick. Well, a dog and a cat are much more alike than to say someone is the other sex. That's insane. It's yeah. a complete opposite. Yeah, it's, it's the thing that I was realizing the other day is like, you know, I was telling my husband this. <clears throat> The Lord in his word is very adamant about not causing children to stumble. And he says that anybody who causes a child to stumble, it better that they have a milestone around their neck and thrown into the depths of the sea. And what I'm recognizing right now in this culture more than anything, and the conviction that I have about the Lord's coming, the second coming, is is more prominent in my heart in in every fiber of my being than it's ever been. And I'm not one to really get into like end times talk a lot. Yeah. Especially with me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I like it though. I like the way that you like you. No, I'm like, just saying we have different views. On yeah. That. Yeah, we do. But honestly, I think that the Lord is, whether you are a preterist or whether you're, you know, whatever type of worldview you have in eschatology, the bottom line is, is that there is a second coming. <laughs> And I agree with that. Like Uh-oh. fundamentally, fundamentally, I mean, there is a second coming. And when I look at what's happening to our kids right now, the way that our kids are being manipulated in their in their minds through the media, through, um, like you said, woke capitalism and just all of these agendas. What if these kids, like I had a mom who raised me, I was raised by a single mom. Right. And she's actually ki- kind of liberal in some ways. I wasn't raised in a Christian home. And my mom was so sober minded in the way she raised me. Like there was a definitive right or wrong. (laughs) There was coherency, right? You know what I mean? And what about the kids that are being raised by parents who don't have the ability to put their foot down in like, what is reality? What is coherency? Those kids are victims of abuse. Well, I just saw today again, this is probably because I'm on YouTube. That's the only social media I have. <clears throat> and I don't make too many comments, but this will be a bit dated by uh, maybe by the time people, the listeners hear this, but um, just go back and look that down in L.A., there were a lot of protests recently about the schools, the whole pride stuff and everything. And it, the turnout, the people against all the pride stuff, it was a lot of Muslim people that were against it. Yeah, against the pride stuff. And that's really interesting because see how the media has played for a long time that Muslims are victims. They're part of the oppressed class. Like we were talking about on the last show about in the, the, the Marxist idea, there's always an oppressed and an oppressor. So what are you going to do with that now that Muslims are, are speaking up saying, we don't believe in the pride stuff. So now you, it's kind of like this. Jews are often said to be like white people, except when it's convenient to call out white supremacy and then Jews aren't white. See what I mean? How the media plays things. It's like with Ben Shapiro. 
he he's dealt with that that he's been he's been called a white nationalist or supremacist and he's like i'm a jew like i don't know what you're saying and so this is interesting that muslims are going to be turning out and it makes me think are christians dropping the ball so much that it's going to be muslims who 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 stand in the gap and do this because a lot of christians have gone woke oh 100 percent like she was just showing ashley was just showing um like a video of a church that you know essentially has just been like just a disaster um the hillsong one yeah but i i mean i knew nothing about it nothing about it until i heard just a little and then i watched the documentary oh did you watch that i knew very little about it yeah i watched it it's it's creepy yeah so it's a mega church exposed but when you look down on um like just the well, just look at the churches in, in a whole in certain denominations, how they are going woke. It's pretty alarming. Yeah, that's true. And it's it is coming for every denomination. It's it it is no respecter of denominations. It's gonna be in the Cath it, it is in the Catholic Church. It, it's there in the Anglican and the Wesleyan and the Pentecostal and the it's it's interesting what's gonna happen with the Southern Baptist Convention. It's coming for every church. So I think of that Bible scripture that says uh Satan disguises himself as an angel of light when you said that, because when the George Floyd thing happened back at the end of 2020 or 2021, I was kind of wrapped up in it, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I guess mentally I was like, I felt that he was a victim and, and obviously he was a victim. I mean, he died and it was not good what happened to him by any means, but the way that they were playing that situation. I got really messed up mentally in that. And I didn't understand the ramifications of that event and how it really paved the way for woke. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. People, they are opportunistic and they will take something like that. Like for example, BLM. That's what I'm talking about. It used to be Bureau of Land Management. They're going to have to change their name, BLM. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Is yeah. that kind of funny? It used to be, now it's like, okay, what is, but I, I believe that that started with the um, Trayvon Martin thing. And and then Obama came out and said, eh, Trayvon could have been my son. And that really got people worked up. And the statement, Black Lives Matter, is true. 100%. That's a, that's the Christian worldview. 100%. Every human being Matters. Black or white, whatever, they're meant to be who they are. Yeah. They are made in God's image. Mm-hmm. And I believe in the uh, the rule of law. Yeah. And I believe in seeking justice. And I can nuance that a bit. But the organization Black Lives Matter capitalizes on the the sympathy or pity that people have for George Floyd or his family or whatever. And then wants to get people on board with with their organization and not just the statement black lives matter because who's going to come out and say no they don't black lives don't matter but but the terminology and this is how satan works a lot is is hijacking terminology yes we talked a lot about that yeah in the christian worldview class yes it's hijacking terminology and so when and these are things that now you can't really talk about on social media. That's that's part of the woke agenda is there there is the oppressed and the oppressor. And if you put yourself if you if you out yourself in some way that you're part of the oppressor group, 
good luck. You'll be canceled. You'll be ridiculed. Just recently, there was the instance of the woman in New York City who just got off work. She's pregnant, and she wanted to uh, get one of those like e-bikes that you can rent. New York City is a little different from here. I'm sure they're really big over there. And she went to get it, and then there were some young black guys. I'm not sure what their age, but probably probably late teens, I think. Maybe just teens. And she was trying to get the bike, and so there was like a disagreement, and then then it, some of it got caught on video, okay? And it came out that, okay, she was referred to as a Karen, which we know is now a pejorative, not just a funny thing, and that, of course, she's doing this to young black men, and she should be... Then she got doxxed, okay? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That people put her information out there, and... There's that channel, the Young Turks, and uh, one of one of the guys, Rashad Rache, so I think that's his name. He came out and just went off on this woman, and she's a reason why black young black people get killed, etc. Well, her lawyer ended up coming out with what they call receipts, and showed she rented the bike, and she's pregnant, and she wanted to get the bike. Now, we weren't there for all of it. It's not all on camera. But the fact that just that video in that instance was taken to show, see, she's white. She's the oppressor class. I don't care that she's pregnant. I don't care that there could have been a disagreement. I'm doxing her. Well, when when the lawyer came out and said, I got receipts, that same Rashad guy on the Young Turks ended up doing a show saying, (laughs) trying to walk it back what he had said. It's too late. He made a fool of himself, but he also put her in danger by saying all kinds of of, things about her. He doesn't even know her, but saying, see, she's the kind of person, she's racist, she doesn't like black people and everything. And this is all just because of this neo-Marxist idea that there are two groups, the oppressed and the oppressor. And it's as extreme as this, too. You got the LGBTQIA, and I saw earlier the S+, whatever the 2S+, whatever that is. And if you're part of that, you're in. You're good. But look at Bruce Jenner. I don't like to call him Caitlyn. But look at Bruce Jenner. He's come out and said he's a conservative. So guess what? He's persona non grata now. You have to be on board. You have to check every box. That's how this works. That's very interesting. I listen to a lot of black conservatives through YouTube and probably mostly through YouTube or maybe some other ways. But... Um, Glenn Lowry, Larry Elder, Greg Foreman, but they're not—they're not regarded as authentically black by a lot of other black people. This is ridiculous. I—I I, I think it's—I feel bad that it's that way, that uh, that they're called Uncle Tom and Bootlicker and all these other things. And I can't believe how bad it is. When Larry Elder was running for governor uh, fairly recently, he uh, an article came out about him by by a black journalist in the LA Times who called him the black face of white supremacy. <laughs> Whatever that is. See, wow. so it's all traced back. Eventually it all gets traced back to whiteness. And what that does is we don't we don't regard people as individuals. I mean we don't treat people as people. There's no such thing as whiteness and blackness and all this sort of thing. There are human beings. And uh, I saw a video today of a uh, a a guy preaching or something at a a, a college and like open air sort of thing. And uh, a lot of white people and some others were gathered around. 
and he was the, so this guy was talking about Christianity, and they were trying to shut this guy down. And a, a young black guy came up and said that he's a Christian, and they were saying, and he says, "I'm from Ethiopia." And they said, all these people are saying, you've been colonialized. You're believing in the white man's religion, all this stuff. And he said, I haven't been colonialized. Christianity was in Ethiopia before it was in Europe. All of a sudden, people got pretty quiet. Knowledge can do that. So good. But the fact is, they they couldn't take this man at face value that as a young black man, he can't have his own thoughts. No, no. You've been brainwashed. You've been colonialized. See how that dehumanizes? Yes. That's dehumanizing. We can't say that this person is a full human being. It's no, they have to be this or that in order to prove their worth or their value. And I, this young man, I, uh, he was awesome. I mean, he just said, um, you guys don't understand Christianity was in Africa long before it was in Europe. You, they just don't know. And he said, also told them, Christianity is not a European religion. It's Middle Eastern. I mean, what in the world? It's from Israel. That's the Middle East. That's not Europe. But but buzzwords, terminology, it just gets in the way. And you're right about knowledge. And that's why it's important for us to seek the truth. To seek the truth. What is the truth? Like, literally, what is the truth? Well, there's, there's that way of phrasing it, Caitlin. Then there's Pontius Pilate's way. Right? We don't have the audio of it, but I, I, I gather from from John chapter uh, 9, I think it's 19, where he, Jesus says, everybody who's on the side of truth listens to me. And Pilate says, he doesn't say, what is truth? He says, what is truth? And walks away. And it's, of course, it's amazing because Jesus is the truth. So he's looking at the truth and says, what is truth? And Jesus is like, well, you're looking at it. Um, but yeah, there's that wow. flippant way. What is truth? When you, a lot of people don't care about truth. It's power. Wow. It's it's not about truth. It's about power. And they and, and things like, again hijacking terms like justice. I believe in justice, but I don't believe in trying to achieve justice every way possible in such a way that I can do it in an unjust way. We were talking about in the class that it would be unjust for a person guilty of murder to not go away for murder but it happens where they are declared not guilty it would not be just for me to take that guy and imprison him in my backyard or basement or to kill him because he deserves a death penalty that's unjust so thinking yes he should be imprisoned and oh therefore it's okay that I'm I'm the one who does it no so this idea that we can achieve justice any by any means you hear this by any means no not by any means by legal means by legitimate means and when this idea that um well we've been oppressed for so long that we have the right to take whatever we want um that's a horrible horrible approach it's it's unethical it's immoral and it's, it's degrading and it ultimately is dehumanizing also. And it breaks down a society. So listen, we enjoyed talking with you tonight and we hope that you enjoyed the show. We are going to be having Dustin Adams, if he so desires, to teach again. I hope so. We're going to be having him teach again. And we want him to teach a Kingdom of the Colts class. We're going to announce that later if it works out for him. I hope it does. And that class is going to go over different world religions and cults and what they believe and why they believe. It's important for us as Christians, people, 
to understand the Word of God, to seek the truth, to seek Jesus, I pray that you were encouraged by this show. If you were, go ahead and email us at info at summitbiblecollege.com. Let us know you heard the show, and we hope that you have a fantastic day. God bless you. This broadcast is sponsored by Summit Bible College.